You are now listening to Renewed Mind Revolution Podcast with your host, Michelle Cook-Hall. Please begin to take that good, deep breath as we begin to refresh, recharge, and reset. Let's go. Welcome to Renew My Revolution Podcast with your host, Michelle Cacall. As always, it is my honor and my pleasure to be able to share some tips and some tools with you that I know would assist you in becoming a better, better, better you. Listen, I'm glad to be here. It's not often that I am able to do a live recording, but I felt like this was the day to pull this off. I'm fresh from my vacation, ladies and gentlemen. I got a little R&R. We always need to do what? Reset rest and restore refresh ourselves and that's what i attempted to do for a couple of days just make sure that i spent time with my family and got an opportunity to reconnect with them sometimes we get busy in our lives and we forget to come together and reconnect so i made sure that i did that make sure that we had some time to talk make sure we had some time to have fun make sure we had some time to make memories that's very 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 important to me listen today it is very simple i want to get right into it because i will not be with you very long on this podcast but i wanted to talk about something that we indirectly talk about all the time all the time talk about fears we talk about fears and i want to give you a tip i'm going to give you a little nugget that i've learned that help me and those that are around me when it comes to facing your fears, facing your fears. Facing your fears is one of the most effective and efficient uh, tips for me, for me and others that I have come and come that I have come in contact with. Um, has been the most effective way to deal and handle with your fear. Um, is to face it. That has been one of the most effective ways, the most efficient ways is to face it. It has been my experience that when you avoid, when you ignore um, your fears, they become magnified. Hear me again. When you ignore it, ignore and avoid your fears, they become magnified. So it's been my experience that when you face your fear, face the challenge head first, then it, 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 it begins to break it down. It begins to lose its power. Now, it might not happen the first time. Hear me very clearly. You might go face your fear and you, and you might feel intimidated. You might feel, why am I doing this? This is not working. This makes me feel worse than what I start off with. <clears throat> but over time, and it takes time because whatever we put to practice, we're going to perfect. So it takes time to continue to press and push towards whatever that fear is um, to begin to break it down, to begin to uh, take away its power and its grip and its control over you. So once again, because I wanted to dive right into it really quick, we're talking about facing our fears. We're talking about one, not the, but one of the tips and one of the tools to facing, to handling your fears is actually facing your fears. Um, and in doing this, what we're saying is you begin to rip away the power of it. Sometimes we make a fear 
um, 10 times bigger than what it is. We, we, we amplify it because we play the scenario over and over again in our minds. We play the, the risk over and over in our minds. We play the, the horror of it over and over in our minds. And so what we're doing is we're magnifying it. But when you are given the opportunity to face it, you will begin to see that it's not as bad as you thought or remember it to be. It's really amazing to me how our memories sometimes can get warped. Our memories can make things uh, way worse and sometimes way better, <laughs> depending on the scenario than what it is. Sometimes it's just not something that you can always rely on. So when it comes to uh, our fears, sometimes you can remember something and you remember it being a certain way. You can remember the smell of it, the feel of it, whatever. And it's just a bad thing to, to, date, to deal with or face again. For example, um, it could be stage fright. A lot of people deal with stage fright and a lot of people use different methods to uh, tackle that. And some methods we talked about before in our podcast is not healthy methods, but people do all types of things to handle that type of fear. So imagine going up there the first time and, you know, you shake and you breathe heavy and your heart rate and the audience just, you know, they're supposed to look at you, but it kind of seems as if they're staring through you, right? And you feel smaller and smaller and smaller. And then you realize that you can't perform, you can't sing, you can't speak, you can't do anything, whatever you're up there to do, presentation, whatever it is, you just can't do it. So now in your mind, every time you think about, okay, I have to give this this performance, or I have to give this presentation, or I have to give this speech, or I have to give whatever in front of people, small. It could be a little, you know, a family, you know, <laughs> moment, uh, event or something but it's just because you've been in front of people before it is it did not work out for you so therefore it's something that you avoid so the more that you avoid it the more that you put it off the more that you run from it it becomes amplified so every time you're thinking about it you're thinking about that moment and then when you begin to think about that moment you begin to build off that moment like you know it might have been just you shaky and just you a little nervous and a little sweaty, but now you got a whole list of things that you experienced. You, you know, in your mind, the people were, you know, just, you know, looking at you with disgust. The people are looking at you with, you know, this, I can't believe they're, they're messed up this bad. I mean, you, you just begin to add on to this, this memory, this, this scenario. So the more that you do it, the more that you add on to it, the more that you're avoiding it, you know, it becomes a monster. This one little moment, this one little fear, this one little issue. Well, it's been my experience that if you were to attempt, you know, you might have to, um, if it's a presentation or a speech or singing, whatever, you might have to make certain preparations to make sure that it's a little bit more easier for you. But it's just my experience that if you face it, you will realize that, you know, that is not as bad as what you have recalled it to be. You know, you might still be nervous. You might still be a little shaky, but it's it's nowhere near the monster that you made it out to be um, as much public speaking as I've had to do. Um, there are some scenarios that it was just, you know, natural. And there were some scenarios where I was literally, you know, shaking in words um, and very uncomfortable, very uh, on edge about the whole thing from the beginning to the very end. I mean, so it, it varies, right? So 
if I was to take the only the bad moments or the shaky moments that I've had, then I never would be able to appreciate and continue to do the ones that were successful for me or, you know, the ones that I didn't have any problems. So it's, you can't, you know, just take those bad moments and allow those bad moments to create little monsters, little fears that, you know, just grow and grow and grow and grow and keep you from being who you are called to be or who you can be. You know, there is a level of potential that you have that you are missing out on because of, you know, these these moments in life, you know, and I always talk about not allowing your moment to uh, completely take over your life, like just one moment that happened, but you have allowed that one moment to become like the center of your entire life. We all have, you know, moments where we've made mistakes. We all have moments where things, you know, have happened to us or around us that were beyond our control. But the secret is that we don't allow that moment to stop us to become who we are. And fear can do that. Fear is the small moments of fear to the large moments of fear. They can do that. It's it's, it's absolutely amazing to uh, see how much fear can uh, pull people back. Now, fear sometimes can push people to do what they they need to do. There are moments where people feel like it's a what? It's the fight or flight, right? But there are moments that, you know, fear can be just downright, uh, you know, make a disability for a person, um, make them unable to move, make them unable to think clearly, correctly, you know, be conscious, be um, in the moment. I mean, it really can be debilitating to people. So it's important that if you're finding yourself in a position, whether it's leaving a situation or a relationship or a job or um, anything, any scenario that you find fear has you holding on to it, you know, and, and, and it could be something simple, like just a simple change. Sometimes people fear change because they are used to, you know, whatever it is that they're in. It's not necessarily something that is positive. It is not necessarily something that is good. It is something that is familiar. So we already know what happens when someone is familiar familiar with something when you're familiar with it sometimes you tie yourself into it you know and because you're familiar with it you know this is all that you know this is all that you have ever known so even though it might not be healthy right although it might be toxic right you're still doing it you're still tied to it in fear of the unknown fear of the unknown which is something that we talked about many times before keeps you in a place that you need not to be so we want to make sure that we are not staying in a place that we shouldn't be because of fear of the unknown sometimes you have to just step out into this uh this unknown. You have to step out into the water, right? You have to step out of your comfort zone. Um, I remember one of the greatest messages that I ever had was um, teaching about coming out of your your, your comfort zone. And um, sometimes it's very, very, very challenging, very, very difficult. But it's very, very necessary in lots of scenarios to come out of your comfort zone. If this is all you know, it's been working for you, 
then you're stuck here. Let me use something so simple. It wasn't necessarily a, a fear, but it's just the, the contentment thing that I want to address. Um, going on vacation, uh, I walked more than I've walked in a very long time because you're you're shopping and you're, you know, you're going up hills, down hills. You're just, you know, kind of walking around and sightseeing. And what's amazing to me was that um, what I thought I couldn't do uh, physically because I had not been so mobile in that type of way because, you know, we all been shut down for COVID and I'm not like running to gyms or anything like that. And I work from home. So um, my exercise has been very limited. So um, me thinking when I first started, like, oh my God, am I... You know, how much of this walking am I going to be able to do? And what was funny was that no matter how tired I was, no matter how, you know, whatever discomfort I felt, me pushing made it better. Me pushing made it to the point where the next time I was able to continue with no discomfort. So it's like the more you do, the more you able to do. So it's it's like it's like that. Me first looking at a scenario and thinking, okay, this is gonna be a challenge. Now I could have easily said I'm not gonna do it, you know, forget that, you know, I'm not ready. I could have made up all these excuses, but I didn't. I looked at it and I said, Okay, we're gonna do this and I did it and the more I did it, the better it got. That's how it is. That's how it should be. We are going to face challenges. We are going to face situations and scenarios that we say, listen, this is not what I'm ready for. This is not what I want to do. I'm not comfortable with this or whatever it is that you're facing. We are going to have these type of thoughts, whether it's big or, or small, you know, whatever is small to me is big to you. Whatever is big to me might be small to small to you. So it, it doesn't matter what the situation is. What's important is how you see it, how you view it. That's what's important. So the, the, the thing is, we all have our moments, right? But how you look at it, how you approach it is very important. When you get into something that is challenging and new and it's a fear for you, you're going to have some opposition. You're going to feel it. You're going to think it. Your body's going to respond to it. But what we do is we continue. We continue. It's amazing things that happen when you don't stop. Do you hear me, people? There are some amazing things that happen to you, to me, when we don't stop. When we keep going, when we keep pushing past what we even feel sometimes. Past what we even feel. Keep pushing, keep going, and you're going to see some miraculous things happen for you. You're going to shock yourself. It's amazing to me the moments in my life where I kind of felt like, you know what? And I've shared this a thousand times, um, but I'm going to keep sharing it because it's my testimony. But where I felt like this is something that I cannot do. This is, you know, something that is out of my comfort zone. Um, and I just felt like it was um, with far beyond my reach. Let me say that far beyond my reach. And the fact is, is that I was able to do it, successfully do it. And when I was done, I look back over it and go, oh, my God, like I made up this big old, you know, scenarios of things that could have happened 
that never happened. I made it so uncomfortable for myself. I made it so bad for myself. No one was around me telling me that I couldn't do it. No one was around me telling me I shouldn't do it. No one was around me discouraging me. But I was my own discourager. I was the one who was tearing down my own self-esteem. I was the one who was minimizing my own potential. And sometimes we do that. Sometimes we, uh, you know, we, we blame other people, but they're not even saying anything. They're not even necessarily, you know, knowing what you're facing and what you're dealing with. But sometimes we are the ones who hold us back. We are the ones that keep us from doing the great things that, you know, we are destined to do. We are the ones who are talking ourselves out of our own blessings. We are the ones who are talking ourselves out of our own breakthroughs. Come on, somebody. We are the ones who are doing it. And so I am telling you today, if you were to come out of that, if you would stop that, you know, stop telling you telling yourself that you can't. Start telling yourself that you can. Start telling yourself that, you know, you are strong enough. You are good enough. You are brave enough. You are smart enough. I mean, stop saying to yourself that everything bad is happening. You know, if it's not one thing, it's another. When it rains, it when when it rains, it pours. I can't get a break. Oh my God, I have been completely uh, surrounded by that type of talk and thinking my entire life, which drove me nuts. It it just it went against everything that I personally believed in. So it drove me nuts to hear it all the time. It it creates such a a, a a vacuum a sucking of life and joy and peace and happiness, you know, that you can have when you just constantly is in the state of dread and gloom and doom all the time. Yeah, things happen, but you do not have to have that mentality like all the time. And so when 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 you're able to see, you know, and 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 begin to speak for yourself that yeah, you know, I can do this, you know, this. This has been a challenge for me for 10 years, but today is a different day. Today is a day that I'm actually thinking different. Today is a day that I'm actually believing, you know, different. I'm believing, you know, greater. I'm, I'm expecting greater. I mean, it changes absolutely everything, everything. And it's amazing. And sometimes it is a timing thing. Sometimes it's, it, you, you can hear this message 24-7 and you're not ready to receive it. But when you are ready, you know, this podcast will be here for you. When you're ready to receive what I'm saying, to, you know, on this particular day, you will see how, how much you know, a uh, different life would be when you stop pulling your own self down, when you stop, you know, creating your own pitfalls. You know, I, I think I've shared this before, but I know a person that I have watched completely just self-sabotage. Like everything can be really going really great and, and fabulous and awesome for them. But I've watched them like strategically just self-sabotage. And I never understood it. I never understood it. You know, why create chaos when there is no, no chaos? But then when I, you know, go back and begin to speak to them more and more and more than I understand like they're upbringing in their life and then their training and sometimes because this is all that they know once again 
they were never in an environment where it was peaceful. Things was working out. Things were okay. Things were good. All they ever known was chaos. And so sometimes subconsciously, you are repeating what all that you've known. So all their childhood was chaos. All their teenagehood chaos. All their young adulthood chaos. All their adulthood. They're still creating now chaos. Even when there could be, you know, peace and things working out great for them, they're still creating chaos because this is what they know. This is all that they know. So sometimes, you know, we do that subconsciously, you know, just create little, you know, you know, moments of, of pure chaos. And so make sure that you're not doing that. Make sure go back over, you know, your life and, and begin to think about that. Think about, you know, the choices that you have made and why did you make those choices? Um, what was, the, what was the backing of those choices? What was the reasoning for those choices? Think about, um, you know, the places that you've been, why, why did you find yourself there? What happened that put you there? Um, and just think of it in a healthy way, not to uh, demean yourself or to pull yourself down, but for a learning purpose, because we learn based upon our, our pattern of behavior. And if you see that you are creating the same pattern that is leading to a very unhealthy result, then it's your responsibility, no one else's responsibility, but it is your responsibility to change that. So as we talk about facing our fears, if this is something that you see in your life that you're constantly having these major you know, fears about, you know, different things, but they're just so major that they are actually what debilitating you, then you need to do what? Sit down and begin to think, even if you're writing it down, you know, what happened? You know, how did I get there? What triggered that? Okay. What was the moment that this happened? What was the moment that I stopped, um, you know, doing speeches, stop doing presentations or start feeling nervous about doing presentations or speaking or singing or, or teaching or um, speaking in front of crowds or small crowds, large crowds, whatever crowd it is, or speaking to people. Some people have trouble communicating. So when did this happen? You know, when did I start having the fear of leaving this unhealthy relationship? When did I have a fear of leaving this job? You know, not just, you know, leaving, but a fear. What is my fears? Where is that coming from? You know, am I afraid of not getting another job? Um, am I afraid of, um, you know, having nothing? Am I afraid? I mean, what am I afraid of? To be honest with yourself, begin to break these things down and see what it is uh, that you're really afraid of so that you're able to, uh, you know, handle it in a more effective and efficient way. Look, I just want to, to come on just a little bit and share some tips and some tools with you. And today I specifically talked about um, your fears and how to handle it in, in, in a healthy and effective way. And so I felt that in the first and one of the most uh, tips, not the only tip or tool for handling your fears is to actually face it. But I actually really want to push that because a lot of times, like I stated in the beginning of this podcast, that your fears are amplified when you avoid them. Your fears are amplified when you ignore them. Your fears are amplified when you avoid them. And so we want to make sure that we're not doing that. Although it can be extremely 
you know, comforting to us and comfortable for us, it is not a good thing for us. We must always address, uh, you know, whatever it is. We have to address it. And then once again, um, in this podcast, we talked about, you know, how to kind of break it down and see what was the trigger, what was the beginning, you know, of whatever it is that you are afraid of or that you're dealing with. What was uh, the moment? What was the trigger for you? And that's important. That's very important to be honest with yourself and see, you know, when did I start this, you know? Um, and then let me let me say this too before I leave. It is very important and it's imperative that if you are struggling with fear in such a way that it is beginning to affect your entire life and you need to speak to a healthcare professional or, um, you know, a, a therapist or psychologist, psychiatrist, please reach out um, even if it's a spiritual advisor or please speak out to someone, let them know that this is something that you're dealing with if it's to that level and to that um, extent. And you know that no one has to tell you, you know you. So if this is true, please do so. I am an advocate for people seeking uh, help. I'm an advocate. Let me once again, if you have not heard any of my podcasts before, let me explain to you why. Because um, especially those who are in ministry, those who go to church, um, a lot of times, you know, they are shunned upon if they seek outside help when it comes to things that are of a mental health issue, a mental health concern. I am I'm totally against, you know, people teaching that you can't reach out and get help. And the reason I do this is it's so simple. It amazes me um, that in a in a church, people who are sick with cancer, sick with, you know, um, diabetes, hypertension, they go to the doctor. They go to the doctor. No one would shun a cancer patient in a church for going to a physician and seeking help. They would encourage you. They will pray for you and tell you, please still go to your doctor, whatever medications, whatever treatments that they tell you to do, please do that. They will tell them that. But let someone come from, you know, this same church and tell them they have been struggling with depression or you know, anxiety or panic attacks or any other mental health challenges, the first thing they start to, you know, question them is what have they done? You know, and they tell me they want to go see a mental health professional. They start to begin to question their faith. These are things that people have experienced. It might not be your church, it might not be your experience, but people have been judged because they need help. And so I am not uh, here to do that at all. I'm here to encourage you to get the help that you need. Whatever's going to work for you, let it work. So once again, if you need to see a healthcare professional, there are, uh, you know, Christian healthcare professionals out there that you can seek if you're comfortable with that. You know, there are people who are in place to help you, to speak to you, to talk you through it, to walk you through it, whatever you need. You know where you are in life right now. No one else can tell you. No one else can judge you. Okay. So let's be, let, let me say that before we leave today, because I'm, I'm, I've heard enough of, you know, people feeling a sense of judgment because they want to get the help that they need. Okay. So I don't want to see anyone get hurt. I don't want to see anyone stay in pain in any type of pain, whether it's emotionally, physically, or mentally, um, any type of pain, you know, I'm here to encourage you and to love on you and to empower you and to share with you the truth. Okay. 
and the truth is sometimes, you know, depending on the things that you go through in life, you just need somebody to help. <laughs> you need someone to talk to. You need someone to share with. You need someone to kind of guide you through the emotions and the feelings that is not familiar to you in this particular time of your life. And that is nothing wrong with that. Doesn't make you weak. Because I've heard that before, which disgusts me when people tell people that they're weak because they need help, okay? Because they're depressed, because they're feeling, you know, these emotions or having anxiety or whatever. That's just nonsense. You're not weak. You're strong. You're strong, okay? Anybody at any time in their life can need help, okay? We are all here uh, to help each other. We're all here to support each other. We are humans, okay? We are... Uh, human beings who are flawed and we all have moments in our life when we need someone to to lean on and so I'm not there with you physically but I am there for you um and and as close as I can be with love support and prayer so God bless you guys I love you most importantly God loves you more please today I want you to open up your your eyes and begin to face what it is that is trying to pull you in the wrong direction something that is trying to keep you from being who you are which is great okay being happy if something's trying to steal your joy please take it back if something's trying to steal your peace please take it back if something's trying to steal your happiness please take it back god bless you guys love you